0: All right, welcome to the Avni Interviews. We're your hosts, Eric Bork and Mikey Taylor. What up? We're the co-founders of Avni, a brand for influencers and entrepreneurs. Our guest today is the founder of multiple real estate companies and properties, including Intero Real Estate. He does an event called The Relentless Event. He has an online learning platform called Empire, a book called The Resilience Map, and a podcast called The Danny Morell Show. He has basically been through ups and downs and has is on top of the world right now i'd say danny you're killing it um we're glad to have you on thanks for coming out
1: thanks for having me guys i'm pumped
0: so danny i watch we always do research i watched a bunch of your stuff last night man you have a really cool story a really cool story and i related to it because you essentially had everything Mm -hmm. lost everything and now Have regained, worked your way back into getting everything. Yeah. So um, it's definitely like it wasn't given to Danny. He worked for it from the time you were eighteen. Right. So I think let's start there with when you were eighteen. Tell us how it started.
1: Yeah. You know, um, for you know me personally, I always had this inkling inside of me that I wanted to do something great in life. I didn't want to be average. I didn't. I didn't want to have what everybody else had. I. I. I just had this sense that there was a greater purpose. I didn't understand what that purpose was. I didn't understand what the vehicle was. And quite frankly, you don't need to at the beginning. You just need to have this gut instinct, which probably most of your followers and listeners have. That there's something great that they want to try to accomplish. Yeah. You know. And I remember, you know, it was literally uh, the day after graduation. Um if you high, guys school, have, graduation. high school graduation, uh if, if you if you think back to Tom and Jerry, remember Tom and Jerry? Yeah. So uh you know, which one was the mouse, by the way? Was it Tom I or heard. Jerry? I don't know, Where, whoever was the mouse, <laughs> one right? Was cat. One was the cat and one was the mouse, right? Well the mouse would always have like the little angel and the devil on his yeah, shoulders, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. And you know, in, in, in my family, you know, income-wise, no one had ever made anything more than let's say 50k a year. Like that was a lot of money back then, you know, and no one owned a house. Everyone rented apartments. And at the time we were essentially in a two bedroom, one bath apartment in, in, in a, in a terrible area. And I wanted more. And so, you know, uh, literally it's the day after high school and like the, the devil mouse or the devil Danny is saying, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Like. Go get a job. Just go do what everybody else does, right? And just kind of chill out, and you know, don't stretch yourself. Don't go too far out the box, right? And and like the angel Danny was saying, like no, go for it. Like you know, go for it. If not, if you if you do what everybody else does, you're gonna have what everybody else has, type of deal. Yeah. You know, and so that's when I started business. You know, I and and, and quite frankly, my first business just kind of fell on my lap because I was raising my little brother at the time. He was a baseball player, and one of the parents from his baseball team saw me, saw that I was responsible, and he owned two tortilla routes. Get this, so he had two tortilla routes, right? And uh, he pulls me aside one day after only knowing me for one season. He says, hey listen, you seem like a real responsible kid. I've got an opportunity for you. He says, I'm leaving Mexico for three months, and I don't have anybody to take care of my route. So I, I'll, I'll give you one of my routes. It makes this much money. Keep all the money. Just save twenty percent for me, and I want you to stay in my house and, and house it for me. So if, if you think about that, like I'm, I'm pretty proud of the fact that, like you know, at 17, 18 years old, this random stranger entrusted me with their business and their house. And I think it was just from seeing the responsibility that I had of like taking care of my little brother. Yep. You know what I mean? And so that was my first business. Uh, I worked for three months.
0: Wait, I, what was your, you, deli- you delivered the tortillas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we had Did our, you do, I learned how to do that. Do you know how to like do them? No, 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 you I don't know do how them. to like make them. I yeah. would just like, you know, <laughs> buy
1: each pack for 20 cents and, then you would and I would sell hustle. them for like, you know, 70 cents. Yeah. And then the store sells it to you for like a dollar 10 or whatever, right? Yeah. But I had like thousands of packages of tortillas. I would work three days a week. And I remember, I think I was making be- like, between two and three thousand bucks a month, something like that, or a thousand bucks a week. Yeah, at 18 years old, right? And so I started to do that. I was working you know, three or four days a week. I thought, man, this is really, really good. At the same time I was going to college, and at the same time, just because I like working hard, on Sundays I was working for a bodybuilder named Dave Fisher. Who back in the day was just like, you know, big time Mr. Olympia, IFBB, pro bodybuilder, whatever the case may be. So that's how it all started for me. And I think the most important thing that I could share with your audience is that the goal was never like make money. I think that's where most people really get hung up because making money is such a short term objective. Because if you really think about it, money is easy. It's it's out there. It's everywhere. Especially you know we live in the United States of America, and there's an abundance of money. The yes. problem is not the money. The problem is our mindset about money, basically. Okay. You know. So from the beginning, I was blessed. I said, you know, I I, I kind of want to make money because I want to buy a new car. But I know that's short term, and I believe in myself, and I think I'll get that car pretty soon. I need something bigger than that to keep me going. And that's when I set the intention. I said, you know, I am I'm, I'm gonna buy my mom a house and my two brothers a house by the time I'm 21 years old. That so was
0: that the bigger thing? Hell yeah. That was the bigger thing. Like that was yeah. there was purpose in it. You care about your family. Sure. You said, I don't know how, but I'm gonna do what it takes to buy my, my mom and brother.
1: Yes, my mom and my two brothers. And I'm gonna wow. get us out of this apartment. I'm gonna I'm gonna get us into a house. Okay. And now I want you to consider that at the time no adults, no 30 year olds, no 40 year olds. There was only like, I had one aunt that owned the house basically. Yeah. Um, so I was stretching, yep. but I didn't care about the how, right? I didn't right. care about the how, uh, because when you're really focused on what you wanna achieve, the how doesn't matter. The how will figure itself out
0: basically. Do you read Jim Collins? Uh, good degree. Uh, oh, I have read that but yeah. yeah, so it's, a it's a kind of good. like a personal BHAG, like a big sure. hairy audacious A he- goal, yeah. So a big hairy audacious goal, a personal one.
1: You know, I call it a carrot. Okay. So you know those dogs that they, they run around the racetrack? Yeah. And, yep. and they chase the rabbit? Yeah. Like instead of a rabbit, I also figure like, you know like, You've seen those cartoons or those movies where like the horse they have a, like a, a string mm-hmm. and that string has a carrot attached and the horse just keeps going because of a carrot. That's how I operate my life. Got it. I just have a carrot and then once I finally reach the carrot and I eat it, I have to have another carrot.
0: Can you share with us what your carrot is right now today? To
1: sell out the staple center.
0: Okay. Yeah, Love that's, it. that's the carrot. Love yeah. it. Yeah. All right. So keep going through. your story. Hey, you know what? I oh, sorry. I gotta cut you off for a second cuz I'm just Yeah, confused.
2: yeah, yeah. Let's go. What do you think the problem is with because I agree with you. I think everybody's so focused on short-term. Yeah. I, I think our schools don't teach anything. Nothing. On... Nothing. I- I- is that it, though? Is it that our schools are so, what, what <sighs> we're teaching is outdated? Why are the masses, why, why can't they get a grasp on this?
1: Okay. I mean, we're going to get deep here. But, um, th- there, you know, there's, there's two sides to every human being. Uh, and when you're talking about spiritually, there, there's something called an ego. Mm-hmm. And then there's something called the spirit. It's essentially it's it's two voices. Right. And the eagles entire job is to keep you safe. It doesn't want you to feel embarrassed. It doesn't want you to take risk. It doesn't want you to get out of your comfort zone because there's danger outside of a comfort zone. Mm-hmm. And so what starts to happen as as you're a little kid, you start growing up. Right. And you fall for the first time. Eagle says, Whoa, I don't want to feel that again right? Mm -hmm. You raise your hand at school and you get the wrong answer and the little kids make fun of you and and you feel embarrassed. Well, I don't want to feel that again. You get rejected by the girl or by the guy or whatever the case may be. Well, I don't want to feel that again. And, And you start to set these imaginary parameters in your head and your ego doesn't want you to feel pain. So it tries to keep you safe, right? The spirit is the one that says, no, no, but I like, you know, look, look at all these people on Instagram. Like, right? I could do this too, right? If that guy did it, I can do it too. You know? the, the, the problem is, is that because of society and because of our upbringing and because of the people we associate with, the one that gets reinforced is the ego. Mm-hmm. So when you go out there and it's time for you to make money and it's time for you to go out and fend for yourself, What's your number one priority? Your number one priority is I gotta stay safe, I, I gotta make it, I'm by myself. My 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 parents used to provide for me. Now it's on me. What the like what, what am I gonna do? Yeah. So the objective becomes and the thinking becomes: how do I earn enough to like pay for my bills? And then what starts to happen is people stay stuck there. How do I make enough to pay for my bills? How do I make enough to pay for my bills? How do I make enough to pay for my bills? And if you really think about it, that's where society is. We've got 80, 85% of us that are essentially, we're, we're broke, we don't have money, yeah. why? Because we, we it, it's not because of the money, the money's out there, it's because of the thinking, it's because of the psychology, basically.
0: So basically, ego boundaries create survival mode, and survival that's mode exactly is what kind it is. of like a, a recurring
1: cycle. That's it, okay. that's exactly
0: now, what it is. Now, out of that, to Mikey's question, What's the way out of that? So was I've I been mean, asking. Did you ever really struggle with
1: that? I, you know, um, I think the first way is, you know, you have to have that carrot. But then the second way is, and this, a coach taught me this once, there's a reticular activating sensor. It's a thing that's in your brain, okay, right? And that dictates what you believe is possible for your life or not possible for your life. Yeah. I'll give you an example. When we're talking financially, hundred thousand dollars a year, like, you know, 20 years ago used to be a decent amount of mm-hmm. money right now in the state of California, yeah. you're, you're,
0: yeah.
1: I don't know how you're, it's, it's I tough.
0: I don't know how people it's tough, do right? it under $50,000 a year. Yeah, it's tough,
1: right? Okay, so then, so then, so then follow me here. The problem is whether you realize this, acknowledge this, accept this or not, you earn what you earn because of the thoughts that are going on in your head, because of the standards, because of what you think is a lot. There's some people that make a hundred grand a month. There's some that make a hundred grand a week. I hate to like you know burst your bubble people, there's some that make a hundred grand a day.
2: Yeah.
1: It's all determined by your money thermometer basically, you know, and that's the gauge that dictates what happens. So you know for example one of the things that I did is I found out about this thing called the reticular activating sensor. And I found out that if if I wanted to break past 100 grand and all my family made 50 and 60, then I had to train my brain to accept. How do you do that? Okay, so it's an earnings statement. I have a book. I have a journal, right? It's called the Mindset Journal. Mm -hmm. And every day in that journal, you write down the five things you're grateful for. You write down the three to five things that made you happy from the previous 24 hours. And then you have to write down, guys, this is so important, 25 times a day. You literally have to brainwash yourself. We're being brainwashed by Instagram. We're being brainwashed by TV. We're being brainwashed by, by radio. We're being brainwashed by the music you listen to. So I figured I brainwashed myself, right? And what I started writing was, at that time, the most. Of the, I made $80,000 my first year in business, okay? I was... Uh, 18 years old, and I didn't want to stay stuck there. I wanted more, right? So I started writing three times more than the amount that I had ever earned in one year. So at the time, it was 80K,
2: right, 80K,
1: right? So then what did I do? I said, okay, here's what I'm gonna do. I need to stretch my mind. I need to stretch my mind and I need to start getting comfortable with this number. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down every day, I earn $240,000 a year or more. I earn $240,000 a year or more. And I you wrote that tw- how many times a day? 25, 25 okay. times a day. Every single freaking day. Right? Yeah. And then what starts to happen is at the beginning, like your ego is like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Shut up. Yeah. You're tripping. That, that's, that's not what you earn. Right? The spirit's like, yeah, but that'd be pretty freaking cool. Yeah. You know, that'd be pretty freaking cool, right? But the ego is so much more powerful and the spirit gets muted. You just have to go out and just keep doing it every single day, right? Again, don't worry about how, mm-hmm. don't worry about everybody gets caught up in how, right? How kills everything,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: All you have to do is write it. And then essentially four, five, six months later, all of a sudden you meet the right people you get exposed to the right circumstances, you get the right opportunities, and next thing you know, it's like you strike the right deal, and next thing you know, you, you know, maybe you didn't hit the 240, but you hit like 120, or whatever the case may be, and then guess what you do? Three times that number. Yeah. And then three times that number, and, that's a, and you know, I started doing that at 18, by the time I was 27, I was making a million and a half a year, yep. at 27 years old. I'm up.
2: so glad you brought up the point of, ha- of the how. I've never known the how, ever. My whole life.
1: Because you don't worry about the how. No. Right. You
2: know what's funny though? And I'm glad you said this. For, especially for me, 17 to 26, mm-hmm. there was a part of me that was actually concerned that I didn't know what the how was. Everything was working for me. I was having great success at what I was doing mm-hmm. and I had the drive to, to where I wanted to go. Right. But I never knew, I, I never had it mapped out. I wasn't the kid who was 14 going, I'm going to be a pro skateboard. I'm going to do this and do this. It was just like. Almost felt like everything fell in my lap. Always, okay. Right. So, and I'm so glad you said that because I, a lot of people ask me, well, how do I do it? What? And I always, I almost feel, always feel guilty bad. or bad. Right, yeah, right, right, I right, know, right. I don't know how, because if I look back, right, there wasn't a master plan for me,
1: but there was a master vision. Yeah, exactly. There was a ma- mm-hmm. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. So let me explain that now. Right. So I have a friend. Her name is Sherry tree. Have you ever heard of the disc test? No, No. I have not. Okay, note to self, all business owners do not ever, ever hire anyone without first having them take a DISC test. Oh man, I wonder if this
2: is what I just did. Yeah,
1: so a DISC test is a personality test, right? (laughs) (laughs) What she did, what she did was she created something called the bank code. Okay. And I'm gonna gonna help you guys with this real fast. Bank stands for, B is blueprint. So there's certain people that are very blueprint oriented. They have to know exactly how everything is going to happen, mm. right? If not, they can't take action, right? A stands for action. Yeah. We're actions. Yeah. We don't necessarily need to know how we want to win. We're competitive. We're driven, yeah. right?
2: Yeah.
1: N stands for nurturer. Mother Teresa, nurturer, or you know, you, you, you go to somebody's house, like guy or girl, and they they whoop up a meal real fast, and they serve you, and they take care of you, they open a beer for you, they make you just feel like incredible, right? Yeah. K stands for knowledge. Knowledge is people who are very like, they, 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 they're very uh, uh, brainiacs, right? Uh, NASA, yeah, yeah, absolutely, right? And so all of us, have a combination that makes up our personality. Mm -hmm. I happen to be an A-N, action nurturer, Mm. right? And so, quite frankly, the fact that I'm an A just made it a little bit easier for me to not have to struggle with the how. I just go, I just go, right? I'll I'll give you case in point. We move here from New York City to California. One of the downfalls of being an A is sometimes you don't pay attention to details. Right. 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 Okay. All right. So check this out. We moved here from California. I'm uh, 13 years old and in in New York, my mom used to ride the train. And so uh, she used to ride the train. And as a result of her riding the train, what happened was it inhibited her ability or her need to ever have to drive a car. So we got to California. She didn't know how to drive a car. I figured right away, mom, we need a freaking car. Right. We need a car. She had like 2500 bucks saved up. I walked around and I saw a Hyundai XL for sale. It happened to be our neighbors. You know, $3,000, whatever the case may be. We negotiated 2500 bucks. we bought the car. We get in the car and I look down and it's a stick shift. We had already paid for the car, right? So that's, a, that's an example of not understanding the importance yeah. of details somehow, yeah. right? <laughs> However, I didn't let that stop me. My mom, short little four foot two Hispanic lady, real timid personality, very nervous, very, very scared almost, right? If we were driving and the street was kind of like flat, she'd be fine. But if we stopped at a stop sign and the the street was kind of like at an angle or going up, the clutch would kick in, she'd get nervous, she'd freak out. So when we got here, I drove us around illegally from the ages of 13 to 16 years old. I was the driver, right? What that taught me is, number one, I've got an issue with details. I should have checked if it was a stick shift. But number two, it taught me how to manage pressure. And it taught me to be comfortable with pressure. Yeah. And so, um, so yeah, two big learning lessons.
0: Okay, amazing. Um, there was something you were saying I wanted to touch on. What were we talking about when you just asked him? What? how. Ah, the right. Okay. So the, basically, and, but, I'm sorry. I got to go cut ahead. you off just to tell
2: you this real quick. So I just did a personality test uh-huh. through DeerDik. We were just talking about Deer. Oh yeah. So DeerDik had a company coming. I think it was Insights. Mm-hmm. They did a personality t- personality test on all his uh, employees. Right. And found out who meshed well, why people were having issues. Sure. He had me do one. I, I wanted to do one. Some friends with whatever. Sure. Sure. And uh, but it wasn't broken down like yours. Actually, mine. I was uh, uh, on this test. I was aspiring motivator. Oh. Okay. Right? Cool. Cool. But I actually like this one
0: better. Yeah. That'll actually
1: sound, uh, really cool. the bankcode.com Something yeah, perfect. like
2: that.
0: Okay, yeah. Perfect. I, so I remember what I, what I wanted to say. So here, here's one thing that I want to emphasize in what you're saying is that a lot of times when people hear, we just did a, a previous podcast on meditation. A lot of times people hear it and they think about morning routines and it sounds like, you know, you're sitting there hmm. and I want to throw this out there in the toughest times that I've had the, the morning routine and what you're talking about is what channels your mind for the sure, day sure. and what gets you into, you can literally take yourself from a place of struggle and turmoil in the morning to 30 to 60 minutes later, feeling like you can, like conquer, you can conquer, the conquer the world. And that's what gets you there. That, that mechanical just process of going through that is very real. It's very, very real. What was the thing you talked about? Well, um, reticular. Reticular
1: activating sensors.
0: You have to you have to make it function how you want. Exactly. You have to. Go ahead. So,
2: you know what's so funny? Not only do I, I'm a big believer in this, have a morning routine, but mm-hmm. mm-hmm. uh, all of it. Uh, I get a lot of DMs. I got a lot of DMs from our last one, right? You really believe in this shit? Yeah. And it made me think see, when yeah. I was young. This was funny though. Yeah. When I was younger, I mean, dude, this skaters. Specifically but I thought it was a I thought it was a complete completely full of shit. Okay, but hold like, on why? Why are they really meditating is gonna help really it's gonna help me be so right? Okay, and it wasn't until I read a book This was maybe five years ago and, and it basically studied all the most successful people and and looked at what they had in common Right mm-hmm. and the one thing that morning routine of, that was the one morning routine went, you know Morning what? routine. I'm gonna try it. Yeah. Started trying it and couldn't believe how more efficient I felt throughout the day. Yeah. And and the big kind of grab for me was they were making a point that if you can leave the house in the same mindset Every single day, mm-hmm. you're leaving your house to achieve. And and okay. I I experienced kids, right? So I went through this, I wake up, I have no clue if it's gonna be crazy, if I'm gonna really be frustrated, whatever, right right? right? right. And 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 when I started implementing it, it was a complete game changer for me. Right.
1: So so we've we've gotta understand something that to to your point yes, you have to believe in this shit. And I'm gonna tell you why. You if you're listening to my voice right now, you've got a decision to make and you've got a choice to make and That decision is purely rooted in the identity and in in, in who you are as a human being and the life you want to create for your family God bless you. Don't believe it Don't believe it. There's gonna be a price that you must pay for that and the price is called fucking mediocrity That's what it's called and you've gotta understand that, people. That's, that's how serious I am about this. Okay, skaters, case in point, Rob Dyrdek.
2: Yeah.
1: I had Rob Dierek on stage at my event, I had Alex Rodriguez on stage with me, I had Ed Milet on stage with me, all these incredible people. To be honest with you guys, the one I learned the most from was Rob. Rob was a skater just like everybody else. Got sponsorship deals just like everybody else. You know what made him different? His freaking morning routine and his meditation is so powerful. That guy owns several companies now. Why? Because he's he harnessed the power of what I'm talking about right now. It's the difference that makes the difference.
0: It, it really totally is. is. It's basically very logically telling your mind to program what you want as opposed to reacting to everything around. Bingo. You. It, it is, it's I just want to pound it in. It's a very practical, real thing. The, it's funny cuz what you described minus 1 point is the ru- the morning routine that Mikey pretty much does every day mine is very similar but listen to Danny's find your own the one he just described sure. find your own but the gra- let's run through it real quick for the audience gratitude
1: so wake just, up every we day already
0: did, so just real quick
1: gratitude Yep. the five to 10 things you're grateful for
0: yep
1: happy the What's one the to three thing? things that made you happy from the previous day okay and then 25 times I earn a blank a year or more. And if they want the journal, it's on my website. They can just get it. Okay. What.com? Uh, dannymorell.com Danny
0: Danny yeah, Okay. Backslash so store, l- I think. Let's let's move forward a little bit because cool. we spend a lot of time on that. All right, Danny, so let's talk about your early real estate business and what you did. Sure. So tell us how how it how it evolved for you in real estate.
1: Yeah, so um, it all started for me with the vision of buying my mom and my brothers a house, okay. right? That, that was step number one. And I remember going to a job fair because at the time I was a recruiter. If you ever see these, these guys on the side of a freeway, it's called the California Conservation Corps. Oh yeah. So they like clean yeah. up like That's the sides wow. of the freeways. Well, I was a recruiter for them. And I was recruiting at this fair and I noticed there was a real estate agent kind of across the way. So I, w- I go over and I ask him about it. I said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm saving up money. Oh my God, I, just, I was doing the tortilla route, going to school, I was a recruiter and I was working, working for the freaking bodybuilder, right? Uh, anyhow, I'll make a long story short, I asked him that fateful question, I said, is there any money in real estate? He goes, yeah, there is. And so. How old are you at this point? 18, 19, right, gotcha. right about there, yeah, yeah. right about there. And you know, one thing I do have to say is I did say this, I said, I'll tell you what. Um, the bodybuilding gig is, is kind of ending on Sundays. I have Sundays off. I want to work for you for absolutely free. Don't pay me anything because I, I truly believe that like, knowledge is more valuable than money. You, you can do so much more with knowledge, right? But, but again, what does the ego say? The ego says, no, that's stupid. Don't do that. Get the check, right? I'd rather be around success-minded people. I'd rather invest in a seminar. I'd rather, you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. We're, we're going on a jet next Thursday. We're going to Pebble Beach to Concourse Elegance, And, you know, we're all, there's like four guys. We're all splitting the jet. And, um, and one of the guys says, hey, I can get so-and-so to come but I'm not gonna ask him to to chip in. I go, don't you dare ask him to chip in. I just want 30 minutes with a guy on a plane. You see, that's the kind of thinking Mm -hmm. that you have to have, right? And so that's how it started. First year in the business, I sold 28 houses. Second year of the business, I sold 30. Next year, I sold like 32. And then uh, from there, it just kind of started taking off. Mm -hmm. Um, By about year five or six, I bought my first investment property. And by 27, we were doing about 150 sales a year. Residential homes.
0: And when you say we, who's we?
1: Me. uh, My team was me, my mom, uh, and three friends. Okay. Yeah. Average commission check was about 10 grand a pop. Okay. Thus 1.5. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. So everything at that, that's about four or five years in?
1: Yep. Okay. So no, about seven years in, because I'm 27 years old. What year is this at this point? Before the crash? Right before the freaking crash. Okay. So you're all all in on real estate. All in.
2: Yeah. Okay. So. That's the right question. What happened in 2008?
1: Yeah, so that's another thing. You can blame the crash or you could blame the way you handled the crash. You know? I think personal responsibility is a critical factor in success. And, you know, for me, the crash came, but the real problem is is that I didn't prepare myself for the crash because I didn't think there was going to be a crash. I just I was too young, you know? And so what- Sorry,
2: how old were you at this point? 27, 27,
1: 28, right about there. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I shifted from real estate sales. My head got a little too big and I went into coaching prematurely because I always knew I was going to be speaking in front of people. I just feel like I didn't transition the right way. And I just cut real estate and I went right into coaching. Mm -hmm. And honest to God, I built, I, I signed up 500 coaching clients within one year. No experience, no nothing.
0: This is pre-when? Pre-crash.
1: Pre-crash. It was literally like the year before the crash. And then I remember I was having my first event. True story. Oh, wait a minute.
2: Wait, I'm sorry. I got to cut you off. Yeah. Why did you step away from real estate?
1: Uh, Just because I wanted to do the coaching thing.
2: And you just stepped away completely.
1: Yeah. I was like, I'm an all-in kind of guy. Interesting. Yeah, I'm an all-in kind of guy. Always, even now. No, oh, not now. Because no, no. I, I got my ass handed to God, me. Basically. Yeah, so um, I remember, you know, I, I rented the, a, a room at the Lowe's Coronado Hotel in Coronado. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember that I promised them that I would sell out like 250 rooms or some number. I don't even remember what the number was. The market crashes And you know, my crowd is all real estate agents, right? And so everybody still came, but they were staying like at the Motel 6, three to a room, right? Just to save some money. So I got stuck with a bill for like 200 rooms. 200 rooms at like 200 a pop or whatever. Market tanks, everybody's leaving the coaching program. You know, it was just an absolute mess.
0: That had to hurt.
1: It hurt bad. It hurt bad, and that led to my downfall. So between the ages of like 29 and 31 or so, I was literally de- dead freaking broke. I went t- I went from making you know over a hundred thousand dollars a month to like fourteen hundred bucks a month. Not being able to afford rent, not being able to afford anything. I've got two kids at the time. It was bad. It was bad. But even that situation, I'm grateful for because what I didn't realize was happening to me was, you know, you, you, you go from a two bedroom apartment in the hood to I, I literally built a mansion at the top of the hill. You know, your head starts to get a little, it starts to kind of take off I on love you. this
0: point. Yeah, yeah it, starts, it starts to kind of I take off
1: it. on you, right? And I feel as though like God needed to like smack me around oh, yeah. because of my greater purpose, yep. because of my greater purpose and humble me and teach me how to be more relatable to people and so I had to go through it. I had to go through depression. I I had never known what depression was. I had to feel what it felt like to like be stuck on a bed and not wanna wake up, right? I'm the most like motivated, inspired, energetic. I don't need coffee. I wake up every morning 4.30 in the morning and for like a year and a half, I couldn't get out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed and so uh, went through that you know, finally my wife says, dude, like you kind of got to get your act together and go make some money. So it took me a while to do it, but I finally convinced myself, like just, just go sell a house. Just go do something. And so I come back I go into real estate again for six months. I work my tail off. I get us out of debt. I paid back everybody that helped us out. I get us a little townhouse again. And then I really just sat there and I thought, like, you know, again, forget about the how, but what do you want your life to look like? And that's when I mapped out the existence of our company, uh, the value uh, proposition of the company, the mission statement. And that's when I built Intero Real Estate Services. And Love it. Yeah, and that was eight years ago. Um, yeah.
0: Okay. So one thing that we're, we're starting to focus on in our podcast is revenue streams. Mm-hmm. So you're creating revenue streams at this point on a very, very high level. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to outline them right now and then we'll dive in and talk about how your story progressed into them. But at this point, just to give people an overview, overview, you have in Mm-hmm. which you have 400 is that correct 400 agents agents working mm-hmm. with Intero. you know what i'm gonna stop and because this is a point i can't miss i i watched a bunch of your interviews like i said and the one thing i loved about what you said is that when you came back in i'm gonna you tell it from your perspective sure but you basically looked at it and said i'm not going to start a real estate company i'm gonna start a training company Company to make the best real estate agents out there. So tell us about that and how you did that. Well, the
1: best human beings out there. The best
0: human because beings. Because okay.
1: real estate is just a vehicle. Right. Right? Real estate is just like owning a restaurant, it's just like being a skater, it's just like uh, owning a part. It, the, the vehicle is the vehicle. Yep. You know, what really makes you great at the vehicle is how much you're working on you. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, part of the blessing of me doing the coaching gig right before the market fell apart was my model, I would go into real estate offices. I would go, I would call them and say, Hey, my name is Danny Morale. I sell 150 houses a year. I can show your agents how to do the same. The brokers would be like, Great, come on over. And I would do it for free. I would show up and I would talk to a room of 40 or 50 people, and it was like everybody was dead. Everybody was depressed. Everybody was sad. Uh, every, you know, n- Nobody wanted to share ideas, so as a public speaker, it would take me 15 minutes just to like lighten up the crowd and, and get them to smile, you know? And so I-, I said, you know, that's a problem. That's a problem because there's no way you as a human being can, pre- can-, can be producing at your highest output you're if I you're am. in that type of environment. The problem was I visited 400 real estate offices and they were all the same. They were all the same. So I thought to myself, like, you know, I wanna build an environment where number one, you have to work and you have to show up every day. Because as a real estate agent, you're an independent contractor, you don't have to do anything. Number two, you have to have goals. Number three, we're gonna coach you. The same way we coached people in the coaching company, we're gonna coach you in this company. Mm -hmm. Number four, we're gonna hold you accountable. Number five, we're gonna teach you how to sell. Number six, we're going to teach you how to convert leads. We're gonna teach you how to generate leads. We're gonna teach you how to invest your money. Like It literally was like a coaching company it still is, designed or yep. under the cover of a real estate company, basically. Yep. And that was the whole vision. And I thought, if I do this, if I do this, we'll kill it. Yep. We'll kill it. So,
2: And it, was it any difficulty starting or did it kind of go according to plan? You know, man,
1: I mean, I can just, you see, I, my, my brain is just so wired to see the positive. Of
2: course. <laughs> I just don't,
1: I don't, I don't really harbor any I just don't remember bad, I, I just, I just remember long, good.
0: Yeah, I, how I, long in are you, how far in, within Intero? Eight years. So you're eight years in, mm-hmm. um, I, if you don't disclose it's okay, but what are you doing with your company these days?
1: Uh, 900 we did 982 billion in sales last year okay uh revenue wise it was 900 no
2: 982
1: million in sales that's last year dog. uh yeah sorry Wait, no. Did you I, I no you
2: say i heard
0: 982 yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: million yeah. in sales uh revenue was i think 42 million last yeah. year something okay. like that. so
0: revenue 42 and that's just with intero
1: that's just okay. Intero so that's just and my escrow intero. company yeah
0: and your escrow company mm-hmm. um and that's outside of Relentless and Empire and your book, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, um, just, I love that overview. So today, what does it look like when people come to work at Intero? Or how does that coaching and training take place? That See, is a really cool model. I really like
1: it. Yeah. And so, what I knew is that I wanted to really own a business. hmm it, 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 there's, a, there's a major difference between being a salesperson and a business owner. A business can operate with or without you being present. I'm here right now, and the principles that I founded and the lessons that I discovered and I started and I taught are still being taught right now. We've got seven offices all throughout Southern California. It lives without me, basically.
0: So, Gary Vee kind of gave you a hard time for that. What's so that? Remember on your, uh, when you interviewed him? Do you you just had Gary Vee's hired- full of shit, to be honest with you.
1: Because <laughs> <laughs> Ga- Gary Vee doesn't sell, look it. Look it. Look. I, you know, I respect him. He's 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 cool. But look, at the at, uh, at the same time, I'm not about grind. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want to work seven and a half days a week. I don't. That's not the life I want to live. I, I'm home every day by five o'clock. If my kids need me to drop them off school, I, I drop them off to school. Love it. So tell us you did
0: that.
1: It's just called living a life by design, man. No, like, like I refuse to grind. I refuse. I think there's a period where you have to grind. And that's at the inception of your business, right? And that's when your business is fueled by your personal energy and your personal time. If you're grinding past three years of existence of your company, you have done something wrong. You have (laughs) done something majorly, majorly wrong. So, you know, I should have checked them, is what I should (laughs) have did. But he's on my podcast. And he's like, yeah, you know, he, he's just very, he's just got that energy. Yeah. Would you got to respect yeah. about him? Yeah. He's got a very powerful energy, you know, and uh, we were just about to go on stage. He goes on stage and he, and he literally just talks crap to all of us because we wear suits and this and this <laughs> and that. And I'm just like, all right. And I should have said, dude, when do you see your fucking kids? Like, when do you rest? When do you, like, what, do you have a life? Or do you, you know, so there, there's parts, you know, I, res- I respect, obviously, but, but
0: this is amazing.
1: but quite so frankly, nice. everybody wants a different type of life. Sure. I want to have my cake and I want to eat it too. Yeah. I don't want to work every single day. I refuse to do anything on the weekends. I don't miss my kids' soccer games. My kids just started school. I was there to drop them off. I was there to pick them up. I was, I, I live life by design. Yeah. I live life by design. I
2: absolutely love that. Yeah. And I agree. I'm, I'm, it's funny. I, I'm almost a mix between what you just said in Gary and not because I want to be like Gary. It's, For me, I get stuck, like I I get so into something and so laser focused that without me even noticing- It just happens. I'm doing, doing, doing right? So for me, I always have to check myself to have balance with my family- So I can be there for my kids. Sure. But I completely agree with you and I think a lot of people miss that point of being a CEO or running a successful company doesn't mean you doing every single thing- No, no, no. It means the exact opposite. But a a lot of people I don't think know that. Even, I have a close friend of mine, runs a very successful business, mm-hmm. right? And he's struggling with this point right there. Yeah. He feels like he has so much control by kind of micromanaging everything, but he's not, he, in, my, in, in my mind, he's not out there doing what he needs to do as the face of the brand.
1: So I, I learned this valuable lesson, right? And it, was, it came from one of my mentors. And he taught me something. And Sorry, by the way-
2: Michael, who who is can I ask A guy
1: named you? Gary Lockwood. Okay. He's, a, he's a CEO coach. By the way, this was a process for me.
2: Yeah.
1: It took three years, three years of, of someone that I paid to mentor me to tell me over and over two things. Danny, you have to change from a salesperson to a business owner. You have to change from a salesperson mm-hmm. to a business owner. You have to, and I was like, yeah, 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 I got it. Yeah, 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 I, I got it. Yeah, 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 I got it, right? The second thing he would tell me, and, and this one I'll, I'll never forget, he said, only do what only you can do. Right? And so I'll give you an example. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm great at driving sales. Mm-hmm. I'm great at building. I am horrible at operations. Mm-hmm. But to hire a chief operating officer, that, that's 100K a year plus. Yeah. So, so I was a little nervous about that, right? And it took me three years to pull the trigger. Once I pulled the trigger and I got over the ego, because Change it life. changed my life forever. Because yeah, then I thought to myself, now I have run somebody running operations, now the only thing I have to do is replace me in yeah. sales. I found my brother. I gave him a great opportunity. Essentially, the company is his now to, to run and to declare and to dictate the direction of the company. All I do is oversee, mm-hmm. and now I'm able to go out and focus on building empire. Yeah. That's the way it
2: runs. And I just Love want it. to kind of touch on that real quick because I think it's so important. Find out what you're good at. I, I, yes. And, and be okay with the things that you're not good at. I know exactly what I can't do, and I actually don't spend any time trying to get better at it. I replace it with Bingo. having somebody do it for me. Bingo. and I focus on what I'm good at. Bingo. And I think everyone needs to know that. Don't yeah. feel bad that you're no. not good at something. And
1: you know what? That's a great point because I would feel bad. Like, I, I'm not that good at marketing. I would too. You know, I, I'm not that good at graphic design. Like, you know, I'm not that good at writing. I'm good at video, I'm good at like literally just get me in front of a camera, everybody get out of my way, that's my genius. Yeah. Yeah. The more of that that I can do, the more that you can put me in front of an audience, the more that I create opportunities for all of my friends. 100%. Think, of, you know what? If there's one person that I, I, that I look up to, it's Mark Wahlberg.
2: Because
1: hmm. Mark Wahlberg, I want you to think about this. Mark Wahlberg is an
2: actor.
0: Yep
1: that built a machine oh, yeah. that as a result blesses yeah. everyone around him. There's people in Mark Wahlberg's life right now that have no business, no business making the money they make. But just because they surra- he surrounded himself with them, it's like he's the head, and he makes it rain, and everybody gets blessed. And what?
0: My, some, my, yeah, yeah. That, what,
1: like I'll give you an example. My investment business. Okay. We we buy and flip between 80 and 100 homes a year. Okay. I don't touch it. I don't look at a single house. I don't do anything. My friend says, "Hey, we need five million dollars to raise." I make a phone call. I get five million bucks. Yeah. We set up the deal. We bring in the money. He, I, I've taught him everything. I've taught him the color scheme of the properties, the color scheme of the cabinets. The co- all of this stuff, I, 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 what the house is supposed to look like, how much spread we need, what are the numbers, what are gonna be the costs? I taught him everything. It's a business yeah. that runs on its own. Yeah. And at the same time, he'll make seven figures as a partner in the business where he'd be making 100 grand before. I, because of the machine I'm building, yep. he's
2: been blessed as a result. One of the most valuable things I was ever told, and it's to your point, learn how to leverage people, Time and money,
1: and if you do it the right way, yeah. if you do it with a good heart, everybody wins. Totally, yeah. Everybody 100%. wins. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Love it.
0: Um, okay, that's incredible. So, yeah, yeah. That's, that is that is that's incredible. Yeah. I yeah. love everything about that. Totally. And I, I just want to point out, like a lot of times when people, for example, they'll say like, "You can't. You have to run a business, or you have to do." There's no like one way. Like yeah. that's everybody. Does I it just different. wanted to make the point, which you just made, that. That's not true. You can run a business and step away. It Depends on what type of business. It depends what you're doing. Like it's not one way or another. So, so
1: I'm gonna give everybody a vision here okay. real fast, okay? And and there, there's a story about a CEO, and he had spent 30 years at the helm of his company, and he was getting ready to retire, and he was sitting at his desk, and his desk happened to be uh, right in front of uh, where behind him. He has a balcony. And on the balcony, he has a chair and it would overlook the ocean. And he would go out and he would sit at the chair and he would look at the ocean, right? And he would come back in and sit at his desk. Well, anyways, you know, one day his protege walks into the office and says, hey boss, man, I'm so excited for you. I'm sure you must be nervous, excited. I just got one question for you. Who are you going to pick to take your place in that chair right there, you know? And he goes, son, I'm not concerned about the person who's going to take place, my place in this chair. I'm looking for the guy who's going to take place my place in that chair because truly, truly, truly what the CEO does is envisions the direction of the company. As long as you can envision the direction of the company, then you can find great people that again, you can bless financially. They win, you win, everybody wins and they actually put it all to work.
0: Yeah. Love it. Yeah. So let's, let's dive into, um, Your diff, the different things that you're doing, talk about each one of them a little bit real quick. So we've talked about Intero. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us about Empire. Sure. Uh, is Empire for, like if someone out there is listening and wants to get into real estate, Yeah. can they sign up for Empire? How does it work? Well, if they
1: want to get into real estate, they just need to go. Every state has a local like online real estate class. Mm-hmm. Don't do it at a brokerage office okay. because there's too many strings attached to that. You know, just go online, Google online real estate license and get that done. Um, my, my course breakthrough, that's an eight week course. You don't even have to be in real estate for that. You just got to want to learn to make more money. Mm-hmm. It teaches you about, you know, the mental side of business, the sales side of business, so forth and so on. Uh, I have a course called launch that is specifically for real estate agents. And then I have a course called leverage for people who want to Be a CEO and sit in the right chair. Mm -hmm. We teach them how to leverage themselves. And those are the three courses right now. Um, It's a company that we just launched literally six or seven months ago. And what's the URL? Empire?
0: It's M. M.
1: M With no E. EmpireUniversity.com. Yeah, we'll we'll link it as
0: well. And then, um, so who, who specifically is that course targeted towards? Is it targeted towards people that want to start or like mid Leverage? Yeah.
1: No, leverage is for people who are already making a quarter million dollars a year okay. that they want to get to, they set want figures. to get yeah. figures.
0: Yeah. Um, because it's expensive. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. And then your relentless event. Let's talk yeah. about that a little bit. You yeah. had Ed Mylett out. You right. had Gary V out. You had... Um, A-Rod. A-Rod. That's yeah. the one I was getting. I had no idea until last night that he has 55... Thousand I didn't know that either. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. Which is amazing. So yeah. tell Sharp us about guy. Relentless. Really?
1: Yeah. yeah man, I mean my.
0: How long ago did it start?
1: I, I, I'm gonna take it a step further. Okay. Remember how you said, you said something. You said, you know, sometimes I feel like it's like not fair. Or you said something about like, you've never worried about the how. Yeah. So you almost feel bad because you don't know what to tell people, right?
2: Yeah, well, yeah and I think I was a little, uh almost insecure in a sense of right. like not feeling like I had like the sure executed plan.
1: So, I'll tell you how relentless started. Relentless started because here I am, I'm this kid that was living in a two bedroom apartment that ends up making a million dollars a year by the time he's 27. And I would look around and I would look around and I would see like other people weren't experiencing the type of breakthroughs that I was experiencing. And so way back when I thought to myself, you know, someday I'm going to have an event where I can teach people the, the 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 mental game it takes to blow your life up, the communicative game, the skills that it takes to to, to sell more and to communicate properly. Um, the the mental uh, 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 breakthroughs that people need to have in order to experience the type of growth that they want to experience in life and in business. And so that was relentless. That's the purpose for relentless. It's really all about having that relentless spirit to go out and accomplish whatever it is that you want to accomplish. So it was pretty awesome. We had 2,000 people in the room for three days. Um, And the format was on day one, we talked about the mind because The first thing you gotta get clear is that whole ego-spirit battle. You gotta get that fixed, right? If you don't get that fixed, forget about it. I I could tell you how to sell, I could tell you what to say, nothing's gonna work. The second day we talked about sales. I don't care who you are and whatever business you're in, you need to learn how to sell. Absolutely. And then the third day we talked about wealth. Because you could sell all you want, but if you blow your money, you're you're in the same place. So it's a three-day event. I'm really, really proud of it. I'm proud to say, quite frankly, I don't think there's an event like it in the country. I love that format. And, um, yeah. I love it.
2: it. You had your first one? This was my second. Second.
0: And when will the third one? My
1: second official one. It'll be next next year. Okay, so it's right. annually. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: Yeah. Love it. Yeah, it looks really cool. I love that format, too. That's such a good, just mind, sales, money. Like, yeah. It just goes like that. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead, Mike.
2: What I'm blown away with, and I'd love to hear your, your point on it. I know a lot of really successful people that make a lot of money Mm -hmm. and do not know what to do with that money. Mm -hmm. They do not know how to grow it to wealth. Do you find that with you as well? Oh, not at all. No, everyone that you know that's successful- Oh, you mean uh, with
1: me, my circumstance?
2: No, like people, like anyone in your circle that's, like I have a lot of friends that have really successful businesses, Mm -hmm. but but they know how to drive revenue towards their business. Yeah. But they struggle with investing. You you know, Yeah. And I'm curious if it's just my circle or if that you think. that's
1: No, I mean, again, listen, everybody has a different approach. There's there's not a right approach. There's not a, a wrong approach. My approach for my most recent seven to eight year run has been to reinvest in me. And so what I would do is I would take the capital from the business and go open up another office and go open up another office and go open up another mm-hmm. office. And, and quite frankly, we didn't talk about this, but it's not just the real estate company and the escrow company. It's, there's a technology piece to it. There's an insurance piece to it. There's a, a, a security alarm piece to it. There, There's so many different pieces that mm-hmm. we just keep reinvesting in the machine and building it and building okay. it and building it. Why? Because... I tried stocks once, and I, I, I just don't understand the game. No, so, so I just stay out of it, yeah, yeah. I stay out of it, and I invest in what I know, which is me. Yeah. And um, I always win, and I always come true, you know? Uh, and so, um, and then secondly, I'm blessed that I come from the real estate background, you know? Yeah. So I, I don't, you know, for me, if all else fails, real estate. Yeah. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. So the, the, I did, that's, that's amazing. So you have, gosh, should we go into that or should we move forward? Uh, we don't have that much time, but you have a technology piece with internal. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us like some of the pieces, maybe just give us one of them? Yeah. It well, it's like you have a business that's standard, and you're enhancing your own business, making sure. it outperform your competition.
1: Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, it really comes from the value that we are providing for the exactly. agents. Yeah, that's what I mean. You provide um, more
0: value by
1: your. I mean, basically, yeah. So, like, I'll give you an example in the in the CRM space.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it, n- n- nobody was providing in terms of technology some of the tools that I felt real estate agents yeah, need in order to succeed. So you
0: built your own CRM? So I built
1: our own. Then it's nice. way more than a CRM. It, it allows them to build a business plan and keep track of their analytics and see reporting and graphs. For anybody and,
0: listening that doesn't know a CRM, it basically keeps track of all your information. Sure, leave it sure, that. sure, yeah. So, it keeps, so now your, your agents, your 400 agents, now have access to a CRM that helps them do their business better. better. Love it. Thanks for that. That was amazing. All right. So let's really quickly go. You have Relentless. You Mm -hmm. have Empire. You have Intero. You also buy and flip about 100 homes a year. Yeah. Man, this this is amazing. So really quickly, tell us about, I've noticed you're out there. Mm -hmm. You're in social media. You're interacting. Um, We found that a lot of the people that we're interviewing have businesses and are getting out front of those businesses and becoming the face um, th- are you intentionally doing podcasts? What's your game plan? Do you have a game plan there?
1: Yeah, you know, first and foremost, I think when it comes to social media and when, and when it comes to all of this stuff, you, you have to have a reason why you're doing it. Yeah, I think absolutely. I think too many people are caught up in posting like motivational stuff for the sake of posting motivational stuff. Um, you got to remember everything that i do like i genuinely want to help people achieve whatever it is that they want to achieve yeah. that was the foundation of the real estate company that's the foundation of the crm that's yeah. the, it's the foundation of everything so you know my approach on social media is that it's on a daily basis to help remind people to teach people to give them the insights that they need in order to win and win at a bigger level basically you Love know it. Um, and, you know, quite frankly, the end game is, yeah, is, you know, um, Tony Robbins is some, somebody that I admire. Um, yeah. Oprah Winfrey is somebody that I admire. I want to make that kind of a change eventually. Okay. I, again, I don't know how that's going to yeah, yeah, happen. Yeah. I'm not attached to how. Yeah. I just keep reminding myself of that vision. Yeah. And I trust that the universe is going to bless me and align me with the right people that I need in order to make it happen.
0: And that's it. So here's, here's my question for you. For someone that's listening Um, We did a podcast yesterday called How to Quit Your Job. Not yesterday, it came out yesterday um, called How to Quit Your Job. And we mentioned specifically in the podcast servers, bartenders. Oh, okay. We got so many DMs specifically from servers going, oh my gosh, like I needed to hear that. So let me ask you this. Not necessarily at servers, but at anybody who's maybe working a job just getting by. Mm -hmm. What would your advice be to them? and specifically tied to what you're
1: doing? My, my biggest piece of advice for anybody that wants to make a change is you have to get crystal clear with what it is that is wrong with what you're currently doing and why it bothers you and why you should fix it. If not, nothing will happen. Okay.
2: I'll
1: give you an example. If I would have had this interview a year ago, I was about 25 pounds heavier. 25 pounds heavier. Like my face was like that round, (laughs) right? Like it was was 25 pounds heavier. And this was a struggle that I had in my life for a long time. I work out every single morning for 20 years. But on the weekends, I would eat healthy, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I would kind of start to mess up. And then Friday and Saturday, I would fall apart. And then guess what would happen? It was like this vicious cycle over and over and over again. And finally, I started thinking to myself, you know, for my vision for selling out the Staples Center, I got to get healthy. I can't be unhealthy talking about you can have an incredible life. That yeah. just doesn't make any sense, right? So it upset me. It upset me that my vision was at risk because of the current state of my health. Yeah. And when it finally started to bother me, is when I finally started to do something about it. You'll never quit being a bartender. You'll never quit your job. You'll never. You'll never take action until it bothers you, it has to infuriate you, right? Mm-hmm. Your standards have to raise. If your standards don't raise, you will be perfectly fine with where you're at. Yeah. That's the biggest piece of advice. Because as long as it infuriates you, you'll figure out the how. Yeah. You'll figure out the how.
0: That, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna add to what you're saying, because sometimes, like I've, I've actually been in that situation where I was so frustrated and I hated it, but then I think the few times that i did give up it was because it was affecting where i was and i was so frustrated being at work so you kind of have to figure out a way to say i'm going to change i don't know how
1: but this That's bothers me but this said. bothers me so much that i need to do something but right I now i am
0: not yeah. i'm not accepting that right. this is a permanent Bingo. state Bingo. and i will find Bingo. a way whether it's tomorrow Bingo. or whether it's in 5 months i will do everything Bingo. i can
1: and set a target. And, and I'm sure you guys covered no, it in the podcast. Totally. That's what. That's why I wanted to take a different angle or maybe to you it.
0: Set well, a target.
1: I mean, yeah, I I would say first you you have to get
2: mad. It, you have to do everything you your power to create action. Right. That's in my mind.
1: Yeah. It,
2: and I, I'm, you know, I'm. I'm I think I'm going to answer your question for you. So I'm just going. No, 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 go, yeah, going. yeah, yeah. Basically, a big thing for me with my with basically what I was doing in my morning routine is. I was writing, like I had, so I do five things I'm grateful for, uh, five things of what I want to become, uh, and then five kind of goals for the day, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But in what I wanted to become, I was writing it out like uh, I want to be present. I want to be selfless, mm-hmm. right? And I and somebody DM me. I is am it. exactly right. So I changed it to I am, and then I went through this whole breakdown of this description of who I am, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And and I I don't know why it works. It works. But gosh, once you know like what you want to do, you start thinking about basically how to get there, right? And before okay. you know it, you're making you're you're creating action, taking steps to get there. Bingo. Is what yeah. I experienced. Bingo.
1: Bingo. Yeah. Uh, people Bingo. people use words like I am going to or I eventually will yeah. or. And what happens is this, I'm going to teach you guys something. It's a little, it's more of that shit that you, <laughs> you, do you believe that? Okay, here we go. What starts to happen is people don't realize the subconscious mind doesn't know what's true. Yeah. It, it has no idea what's true. It only knows what you tell it. Everybody has li- that's listening to me right now has experienced fear at some level. Fear is, is it's, it's fake, it's your emotional attachment to something that you think is about to happen. That's all it is. It hasn't even happened.
2: Yeah.
1: It's something that you think is going to happen. It sends shock waves through your body because your subconscious mind doesn't know that it happened or not. You've just convinced it that it's gonna happen, and thus you feel afraid. And so what starts to happen is when you say things like, someday I will quit my job, mm-hmm. All your subconscious mind registers is, well, you haven't done it yet. So we're perfectly fine with where we are right now versus saying I quit my job or versus saying, you know, I will earn a million dollars. That's a lot different than saying I am a millionaire. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: It's as if it's already here. Right. And if you start living from it as if it's already here, then the subconscious mind will help you to attract the circumstances you need to get you there.
0: And I'm, a, I'm going to elaborate on that a little bit. If you put, that into, put that into practice today. Um, you can. Th- that's how I saw it. what you said. I learned that from Tony Robbins. Absolutely. When I was like 15. Absolutely. And this is what he said. He said, your subconscious mind will solve any problem you want. Absolutely. You, you basically program it in there and it works better when it's not forced. Mm-hmm. So you program it in there and you forget about it. You sure. say, I'm going to find someone in the next week. You give it a target. That does this. Forget about it. Forget about Somehow, it. It'll happen. It'll happen because your subconscious mind is now scanning. Just like when you think of white Teslas, all you see is white, white Teslas. Tesla. Right. Your subconscious mind will start scanning. I need someone who is, uh, uh, and it's going to start, and you're going to find it. So that's a micro example of what you're talking about on a macro, on a bigger level, which is program your life into your brain and then let it happen. Yep. And take action. It's not to say you don't need to take action. You do. But I love it. I love that. That is one of my favorite things, and thanks for sharing that, Danny. Awesome. Um, okay, so we went over that. Now let's plug all your stuff. Is there anything else we didn't cover? I mean, uh, we covered your I – I think we covered everything. I think we covered
1: everything, yeah. Okay. I think we covered everything.
0: So if people-